What up, y'all? Welcome to Queer Walk the Podcast. This is me, Money, your friendly creator, and I'm back by myself. So, okay, I guess I'll start off with why it has been a month since the last episode. Um, so me and Ms. Dion B did the last episode on ratchet feminism, like, right before the elections. And then after the elections, like a lot of people, I got hella depressed, um, it wasn't like anything new was revealed to me after. Um, I guess I honestly just lost a little bit of hope that I still had in this fuck-ass country. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, I got really depressed after that, which put me behind in schoolwork, and then finals happened. Um, I don't know how many of y'all know who listen to this, but I am a PhD student, uh, which means that I just be typing a lot. <laughs> I write a lot of papers all the time. There's always a paper due. Um, And so I got really behind in that because of feeling really unsafe and just calling up homies to cry together on Google Hangouts. Um, And so no episode got done in that time. And then I got an invoice from PayPal telling me that SoundCloud was still taking and collecting their $15 out of my account. So <laughs> I was like, no, I have to get back on this. I can't um, allow that to knock me off of creating community, which is what I love to do with other queer women of color. At this time, it's even more important for us to be doing that. So I had to get back on here um, before the year ended. And say what up, y'all. Let y'all know what's been like going down with Queer Walk and I guess a little bit of with me and come at y'all. Okay, so here's the thing though. When I'm by myself, I never want to record. Or if like one of my homies can't get on with me because I like the way conversations flow. Um, I'm a Virgo, blame it on that. But it always feels awkward to me when it's just me. But it can be conversational. There's comment sections. And y'all always get me together if something is, um, if y'all have input anyway. So I'm just going to start letting that go. I feel like it's a, maybe um, like an insecurity I have of doing a podcast alone. Um, But I can do this. So I think the easiest way that I thought of to be able to do podcasts when nobody's available um, to co-host with me or to guest host is to do it like I'm on Tumblr. Because if I do it like I'm on Tumblr, then I can talk to y'all, right? So I'm going to try out this new format and let me know what y'all think about it. So I'm going to start off with Queer Walk of the Week. Queer Walk of the Week is, um, her name is Jessamine. Um, she Oh, so I follow her on Tumblr and on Instagram. Her name, her name on both is my name is Jessamine, and it's J E S S A M Y N. And she is a fat femme yoga instructor, y'all. And I wanted to make her a queer walk of the week because talking about like the depression after the election was so real. Um, just watching her on, uh, Instagram and seeing her posts on Tumblr really got me back to, um, like ways of taking care of myself that I let go of, especially being in graduate school. It's so easy to forget yourself and prioritize the things that the institution are demanding of you. Um, so I just got back to my mat and she would start like a lot of her yoga videos saying, The hardest part is over. Getting to your mat is the hardest part. Like, putting yourself first is the hardest part. And (laughs) I started a lot of yoga days, yoga mornings, in tears hearing her say that. But it really got me together again. And so I just had to, like, put that energy out there and thank her for just being who she is, y'all. So, um, I don't know about y'all, but I don't really like going to yoga classes. One, they can get really expensive And two, um, they're kind of far from my apartment and I don't have a car right now because, you know, I'm suspended license shorty right now. Long story. But, (laughs) um, but finding YouTube videos of black yogi, just black yogis, not even like black yogis who are thick or whatever, just black yogis is so hard. And so coming across her and her Instagram, her Tumblr, I was just like, 
I needed this in this moment. Thank you. Yes, the universe just provided um, and sent her pages my way. So, yeah. My name is Jessamine on everything. Y'all check her out. Black, queer, fat femme, and she's bad as fuck. And she is an incredible yoga instructor. So, if you're into yoga, check that out. Okay, so the biggest fans of the week from Queer Walk, the page... Um, and if just by any chance, I don't know how you would come across this, um, podcast if you don't follow Queer Walk on Tumblr, but please go check out our, uh, Tumblr page. If there's some Tumblr folks on here, say, hey, I'm from Tumblr, what up? Um, our biggest fans of the week on Queer Walk is, uh, number one is, okay, if I butcher y'all names, because y'all know Tumblr names be doing the most, I apologize. I'm just trying to shout you out. Um, I think it's Zere Paquita. It's Z-E-R-E-P-K-A-T-I-A. Thank you very much for your support. Number two is Miss T-G-R-N. Thank you. Um, number three is Antichrist Kim. I see you on my dashboard a lot. So, so thank you so much for your support. And also, I love Steven Universe like you love Steven Universe. Um, Garnet is the bee's knees. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and number four of our biggest fans of the week is Chelsea Bow, C-H-E-L-S-L-E-B-O-W, Chelsea Bow, I think. Um, thank you again so much. Keep sharing the page. Keep supporting the page. We are over 20K. So that's like so amazing to me in thinking about the early days of when it was literally just me and my friend Brittany <laughs> posting on Queer Walk to now have um, 20,000 followers, uh, constant activity, um, y'all are always liking and reblogging, and just keep it coming, you know, send me questions, topics you want me to cover on the podcast, I know um, a lot of people submit, are there any Queer Walks that are going to be in Atlanta on this day, y'all can send those too, and I will put them up, um, also thank you for continuing to rock with me even when I step away for these like two, three weeks at a time to get my schoolwork done, y'all know I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. So, um, hopefully I will be class of 2018. I'm going to just put that out there into the universe. Oh, thank you. That, that just reaffirms to me that, yes, I do need to be spending time on Tumblr because this space is needed. Um, and, you know, I'm in Syracuse. I tell y'all about Syracuse all the time. It's lonely as fuck here. So, Queer Walk is not only an outlet for y'all, it's also an outlet for me. Okay, so the next segment I'm going to call Like Slash Reblog. Um, <laughs> and just thinking about this part of it. Okay, so my Like and Reblog segment, what I want it to be is kind of what's good in these Tumblr hoods and also person, places, or things that I think need a like or a boost or a shout out. Um, but also I was thinking about how, you know, you post a selfie and it get a bunch of likes, but it don't get no reblogs. Like what? <laughs> I don't know if people are just trying to like fine tune their pages and my selfie don't go with their page aesthetic. What's the difference between the Tumblr girls that be getting the reblogs and the Tumblr girls that be getting the likes? You know, I mean, a like is, is cute too. I will take a like, but, um, Damn, give a bitch a reblog sometimes. <laughs> okay, so today in the like and reblog section, um, so I definitely had to include in this section Sid the Kid. If y'all if y'all been following Queer Rock for a while, y'all know how much I love her. Sid the Kid, who is the lead singer of the internet. Um, she used to be the DJ for uh, Future. Just, uh, you know, baddie, baddie, baddie. She's fine as fuck. Um, she has finished her solo album. So I'm hoping that it'll be out sometime early this year. I don't know how many of y'all are familiar with her music. I should probably put a link in the info box because if you're not familiar, you need to get familiar quick. Where you been? Like, she's a, like a black lesbian just out here killing it in the front of a band that's bad as fuck also. Um, I love the internet as a band, but especially because, you know, Sid is up there just with her fine ass. Um, 
their music is dope, so you should check them out. But yeah, so she's she's been working on a solo album, and word in the streets is it's done. She tweeted the other day that the solo album is done. Um, if you've heard her um, solo songs like Smile More or Amazing, um, and I was trying to find a remix of one of those songs to put as the intro um, of one of those songs, but y'all need to check it out. Uh, Sid the Kid, Smile More or Amazing. I hope that her solo album is going to sound something like one of those. But in real life, I'm going to buy it no matter what the fuck it sounds like because I'm trying, you know, I always support black queer women, uh, queer women of color. And Sid has been like doing this music thing since she was like 15 years old. So when you talk about like purpose and being good at shit, like she's definitely an inspiration. So check Sid the Kid out. That's my like and reblog. So, also in this like and reblog segment, I have to talk about what's good in the Tumblr hood. So, a few people messaged me a um, picture of, like, two girls. One um, with, like, long hair and the other one who had what I would call the traditional uh, queer cut. It's like when they have hair on top, but the sides and the back is faded. You know what I'm talking about? There's so many queers with that cut. Like, I'm rocking it right now. <laughs> um, it's just like a... It's just when you have hair on top and the sides are shaved. That's how I be picking out, mm-hmm, yeah, they fam, they fam, they fam. Because that's the haircut. That's the signal. But, um, yeah, so there was two girls in the picture like that. And then there was a little boy in the middle. And it said something about, you know, he had been in foster care for 860 days. And he finally got adopted that day, right? So I had three people send me that post in a message saying, hey, Here's this lesbian couple, and they just adopted their son. You should post this, right? Queer parents. Woohoo. Um, and it was so cute, and you know, just in time for holiday season. So I put it up. And then I have to thank um, Mystery Lover and Rhinestone Vecaro, who told me that those two girls in the picture are actually his sisters. Um, so, <laughs> so you see what happened when you don't get a backstory. Um, so thank y'all very much. The picture is still cute as fuck. I'm um going to go out on a limb and also say that I still think they're queer. <laughs> um, they're just not queer together, you know, because they sisters. But and that's their little brother. But I still definitely think they're queer. Um, but thank y'all for collecting me on that reblog because I definitely reblogged that post and it was just a cute little family, you know. Where the older sisters adopted their brother. So, I don't know the circumstances. But thank y'all for that backstory. So that I can get that together. Because, you know, I just be looking for the gay and everything. So. This is the unfollow section. Or block or delete. You know, whatever you need to do. <laughs> um, and it's basically the oh hell no nah section. Um, where I plan on talking about, you know, anything that. It's fucked up on these Tumblr streets or that has happened, you know, just in the world in general related to um, the topic of queer women of color. And honestly, this week, I feel like I'm kind of depleted, like I'm like right off of finals. I am kind of like numb to the bullshit at this point. Um, I don't have like a specific oh hell no moment. Um, but it's all just kind of, like, cumulative. <laughs> Ever since the last episode, up until now, uh, things have just really kind of been fucked. I think bigots are emboldened and feel like they can, you know, try it in a different way now. Um, I've heard the most raggedy shit being said around me, whether it's from people saying, um... Like I said, I'm in central New York, and people are like, oh, well, I voted for Trump, but it um, doesn't really matter because this is a blue state, and it's always been a blue state. Um, I had someone tell me that my necklace was very black. Um, <laughs> I had... Okay, so I went into this grocery store, y'all. I said I wasn't going to talk about this on here, but 
I feel like it's relevant to unfollow because I'm definitely unfollowing this store. So I went to this grocery store near my house. Um, and it's owned by a South Asian family. So I always try to go there, um, to support basically, you know, support people of color owned businesses, blah, blah, blah. And I stay saying people of color when in real life, I always feel like only black and Latino people be having my back or, um, Latinx, sorry. Um, (laughs) but I'm always up here trying to make, you know, some kind of community, uh, with other brown folk who aren't black or Latinx. Um, but anyway, I went into this grocery store. I, mind you, this is not my first time in this grocery store. I go there a lot because it's only two blocks from my house. So the family who owns it is behind the counter talking. They just, you know, speaking a language I don't understand. And when I walk in, they stop talking. So I already knew what time it was. They, you know, they like looking at me like, okay, I'm in the store. And I go down the aisle and one of the men who was behind the counter comes out from behind the counter and starts doing the, you know, I'm fake fronting the shelves and straightening up shit, but I'm really following you around the store. He starts doing that. Um, so this isn't the first time I've been followed around a store. You know, it's a pretty common occurrence for black folk. <laughs> we are not, um unfamiliar with being followed around a store. But it just was wild to me because... Like, you, dude, my dude, you just as dark as me. And we live in the same neighborhood. Like, your family lives two blocks over from me. So, I'm just like, okay, whatever. And this wasn't my first time in the store. And I ain't never stole from y'all raggedy asses before. So, what make you think I'm about to steal from you now? But, you know, he continues to follow me around the store. So, just to make sure that he's following me, I, you know, switch aisles a whole bunch. You know, I'm I'm flip-flopping, switch-swapping. And he's following me every step of the way. So, since the last episode, y'all, and, like, dipping down into depression and then, like, battling my way back out through, really through, like, helping other people heal after what happened, um, I have been kind of like, I ain't gonna take none of this bullshit, right? So, I look at him and I'm like... It's alright, you ain't gotta follow me around the store. Like, I ain't gonna take nothing from y'all. I'm an organic hoe. If I wanted to steal, I would steal from Trader Joe's. Not here. Um, And so then one of the women behind the counter, who he was previously talking to, who's like also a part of the family who owns the store, just yells something to him. And again, in the language that I don't understand. And he turns around and looks back at me and goes, Can you leave your backpack by the door? I'm livid at this point. Like, I'm really ready to fight him if he steps close to me and tries to take my book bag. So I'm like, no, I cannot leave my backpack next to the door because all of my work is on here. I am not leaving it next to the door for somebody to just snatch it. They don't have... You know how when you walk into certain stores, they have, like, the little cubby number system where you have to leave your bag and they give you a number. And then when you're done shopping, you come back and give them the number. They give you your bag back. They ain't got none of that shit in this grocery store. He just wants me to leave my backpack by the door. And so, and again, I'm so mad because this is not my first time in this store. I have never stole from these people. And this is not even a, a lit-ass grocery store, y'all. I'm not trying to be shady and shiesty or nothing, but y'all know... People of color own grocery stores. They be dusty. They have cats sitting on top of the bread, smushing it down. You know, <laughs> the only reason why I go here is to support. So, I'm just like, okay, no, I'm not leaving my fucking bag next to the door. And the lady behind the counter, again, yells the same thing to him. And in that moment, I was just thinking, like, if I was the type of black person to know what the fuck you saying. Because that is a common misconception that, like, black people don't speak other languages other than English. We everywhere. We everywhere. We speak all kind of languages. The the second language that I'm most familiar with is Spanish. They were not speaking Spanish, so I was at a, dis- a disadvantage in that moment. But there are black people who speak your language, boo. And if when you get... The right black person that walks in that store and does speak that language. Oh, you're going to be fucked up. Because I know they were saying something about me. Obviously, she's yelling at him. And he's telling me to leave my bag by the door. But I can't, like, go word for word with her, right? Because I don't know what she's saying. But at this point, I'm so mad. 
I go to the counter with every intention to snatch her little ass over it. But I didn't. Instead, I slammed down all my stuff. And I'm looking right at her like, so are you going to go get my silk almond milk then? Since you don't want me in your little funky ass owls. Don't you know dude walks over and gets the almond milk for me and brings it to the counter so I won't go back in the owls? And this woman who was yelling at him previously is looking at me like I just shanked her or something. She's looking at me like I violently assaulted her. And I was like, this is wild. Like, I have experienced like anti-blackness or whatever from brown folk before but never so just bold you know just like in my face and so as he's walking back to the counter to give me the milk the dude on register goes that'll be 14 dollars like super quick right like he just he just estimated how much my shit cost and, and um charged me that so I don't know how I when I tell y'all I never never carry cash these days. The only time I have cash is when I'm like selling my shea butter or something. I got to make change for somebody. But the ancestors was exact change in that moment because I had exactly fourteen dollars in my wallet and I just threw it in the air. It was like <laughs> two fives and four dollar bills and I just threw it in the air and made that shit rain and grabbed my bags and walked out the store. I was so hurt like. I think when bigotry comes from people that you expect it from, there's kind of like a shield or a numbness you have to that. You know, like, um, it had this had been Trader Joe's where most of the, uh, where it's, you know, it's corporate, it's owned by some white folk, most of the workers are white. You know, then I would have, I feel like I would have been more like readily like, oh, fuck y'all, y'all racist. You know what I mean? Like, the... You have those defenses ready when bigotry comes from where you expect it. But when it comes from where you don't expect it, like, y'all just as dark as me. Y'all walk these same neighborhoods. The cops look at you the same way they look at me. And you're following me up and down your aisles. And you're going to walk to get the milk so that I won't be in your aisles. Um, yeah. I, I just... I haven't yet developed the strategies for um, responding to that eloquently in the moment. Um, And I didn't realize how much it had hurt me until I got home. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to post a status about it and see what people think. And then I had so many other black women just happen, happenstance, so many other black queer women talk about, like, this happening to them in this very same grocery store, right? And so they were all like, yeah, I don't go there anymore. So that's my unfollow of the week. I'm definitely unfollowing that grocery store. If y'all have had experiences like that in grocery stores, like, tell me about bodegas, whatever, because um, not that I thought it was unique in any way, but I definitely thought it had to do with my queerness. I'm pretty femme most days, but you know, sometimes I really do like my button ups and my ties or, um, I call it my, um, nerds, my nerd street swag. And I do look more queer on those days. And I don't think I had ever been in this grocery store on those days where I'm like nerd swagging it up. Um, and it's just, (laughs) you never know. You never know what part of you set them off in that moment and it really shouldn't matter like I shouldn't have to leave parts of me out to go get fucking groceries like I was getting bananas bread dog food milk you know (laughs) like basics um and they didn't want me in their aisles and so my takeaway from that unfollow moment of the week was to that family you know I really hope nobody ever go gets the almond milk for your child to keep them out of the aisles of a grocery store Okay, y'all, this next segment I'm calling Dashboard, and it's going to be the topic of the week. So whenever I have, like, guests on and everything, um, this is going to be where we go in on the topic of the week. And if you ever want to be a guest on the podcast, just hit me up in the inbox. It's it's really not that big of a deal. Like uh, I don't know if y'all listened to the first episode I did with Miss Dion B, but me and her have become like the closest of friends from Tumblr. She 
hit me in the DMs because she's the queen of the DMs. You know, she gets results from her DMs. <laughs> um, and we've been like really good friends ever since. So really, just hit me up. If you have a topic you want to be on the dashboard, hit me up and we could do it. So today, because it's the end of the year and it's that time in December where people are celebrating different things or not celebrating different things, I wanted to talk about the holiday season, uh, especially with being queer. Um, and I just paused cause I was just thinking about my relationship to that word. Um, I was having a conversation with one of my friends the other day and just talking about how we like never used the word queer before graduate school. And I have always referred to myself as gay. It's the word that feels most comfortable to me. Probably because it's the one I knew before any of this like jargony shit. You know, social justice jargony, you can't sit with us uh, vernacular. People would say, she go that way or she gay. You know? So I didn't know any of this like lesbian, pansexual, queer. Like those weren't words that were accessible to me. But as I started creating this page, I didn't want it to only be a space for lesbians or only a space for um, cisgender queer women, you know? So I'm like, what is, a, what is just an umbrella term that everybody who's non-binary, non-heteronormative um, knows that they're welcome to this space? Same, same thing with women of color. You know, honestly, just trying to find a big enough term to let people know we here and I see you. Um, yeah, but so queer feels kind of weird for me sometimes just to put that out there. But in thinking about that being queer <laughs> um, or being gay, the holidays can sometimes feel like a sad time. You start to remember like all these uh, relationships that you've lost or people that are no longer around anymore and family might be different for you defining family might be different we you know we all about our kin who ain't kin you know <laughs> you know um in the queer community so I've just been thinking a lot about that and curious about how people celebrate or don't um when navigating like those spaces with family i've i've thought about it and thankfully i have a mama who is what i call hood woke um <laughs> she she hits all the points of all of the intersectional feminism shit you can pop right but she's not going to use that language because that's not her black girl location, you know? Um, my mom is incredible. She's always been supportive of me. I remember before I even told her I was gay, her telling me, look, I see you looking at little girls, and you know I ain't got no problem with that. And I just, <laughs> like, I just cried in that moment because I didn't, like, know what to make of it at the time. You know, like, I, I didn't know how to say how I was feeling but she was seeing that in me and never like denied me or made me feel any less than because of it and um has always accepted my partners for Thanksgiving I went home with my current partner and my mom was just lit like she was on it with the pronouns she just be like you know when you say they I just gotta remember how many people you talking about but other than that you know you call people what they tell you to be called um, so, you know, my mom is really supportive in that way. And so I was thinking about, and not just around my queerness, around everything. Cause I also have, you know, I'm on my hood witch stuff. So, um, when it comes to being religious or spiritual, things I do are really just things that I feel like feed my soul. I don't think they follow any, you know, like set path or traditions, my family is black, U.S. black, from, you know, the South. Um, so it's influenced by that, but they also have ways of learning and healing and being and fucking it up that don't have anything to do with that. So that's where I try to draw that from. 
And I remember I was in like second grade. I had to be in like second grade because we were living in the Bronx at the time. And I wanted to celebrate Kwanzaa. Because <laughs> I was just like, I don't understand Christmas. Like going to church with grandma, they never said when Jesus was born. Nowhere in the Bible. I don't get why we celebrate it in winter. Like blah, blah, blah. You know, all these little questions that my, like my seven or eight year old self just could not figure out and had learned about Kwanzaa and wanted to celebrate it and my mom was like okay whatever you want. like she never denied that um she bought me the candles <laughs> so I had my little candles as a second grader um with my little uh I made a Kinara out of bottle tops y'all <laughs> Oh, just thinking about this, like, I was, I was such a little, I think there was like this challenge a while ago on Instagram to describe yourself in like three characters. And one of my characters was uh, Michael from um, Good Times because I definitely was him when I was younger. (laughs) All I understood was my blackness got something to do with everything. So, (laughs) So my little self made a Kinara out of bottle tops that I had been saving up all December. Uh, (laughs) And my mom bought me the candles to go in it. Uh, And I think, like, thinking about that moment, that has kind of (laughs) just dictated how I felt about December holidays ever since. I've just been really creative about them. Um, I don't think Christmas has any kind of religious holiday or anything like that has ever been important to me or my sisters. What has been important is that at the end of the year, we celebrate how much we love each other. And, and that has never really felt like it has to do with this being Christmas. You know what I mean? It just feels more like it has to do with, okay, this year is ending. Look how much we've done. Like, look how far we've come. All this, all these events that happen, you know, um, here's some things that we want to leave in, in this year and not take with us over the threshold to the next year. Um, and my grandma always having all these superstitions around all the stuff you need to do at the end of the year in order to get right before the beginning of the next year. Um, so that has always been like my spin on it. And so now as a grown ass gay woman, like putting that spin on the holidays that is inclusive of all of my friends doesn't feel at all like a stretch because it's never been tied to this mythology around Santa or this, um, you know, passed down tradition of celebrating the birth of a man who died for our sins or anything like that around this time of the year. It's, It's just never been that. So, a couple of years ago, me and all of my, like, queer friends here and social justice-oriented people, meaning people who are, like, active in some way around, like, the struggle for liberation in this country, um, had a winter solstice party. And winter solstice parties have been, like, what I would say feel more, like, life-giving and holiday cheer than any kind of, like, celebrations that are traditional around this time. So, um, the winter solstice is basically the first day of winter, like, the actual first day of winter, according to, you know, like, the earth rotations and, you know, seasonal change and all that stuff. And this year, it was on the 21st of December. But you don't always have to have your winter, winter solstice party on um, the actual solstice, you can just have it around the time, and it's a, it's a time for, like, rejuvenation, coming together, uh, so, loving on each other, swapping gifts, swapping stories, uh, we always made music at the winter solstice parties, you know, I, I try to keep a beat, I'm not, not very musically talented, I can dance, so that's what I add to the party, Um, We usually turn it into a potluck where everybody comes and brings something and it just feels good, you know? And so I'm thinking about this uh, winter break, I can't afford to go back to see my sisters. Um, So, you know, we have heavily relied on USPS to get (laughs) 
to get gifts to one another and just little tokens of love and um, pictures. You know, we do a lot of Snapchat and we do a lot of of text messaging, a lot of group me uh, to show each other that we love each other. But with my queer family, those are the people who I'm usually around most of the time. Um, and so being here over the break, I'm reaching out to all of my peoples and just telling them how much I love them and trying to get everybody together, do listening parties for, you know, albums that just came out and stuff. Also discovering new things to do as groups. Um, so my, one of my closest friends is actually his birthday today as I record this, the 24th. Happy birthday, baby. I love you. Um, (laughs) and he found these $25 tickets to the Alvin Ailey dance, um, studio winter show. And apparently they do this a lot. It's called like a young New York or something like that. And um, they do these really discounted tickets so that young folks can go to stuff. And so Alvin Ailey is a part of that. And $25 tickets to go see a show, y'all. And they're usually $90, you know. And so that's something that he chose to do, for, to obviously, to celebrate his birthday. But to also get the queer fam together. So doing yoga in the snow. <laughs> I mean... I'm trying to I'm trying to commit again to taking care of myself. Like when I was 23, 24, I was popping. Like I was on it because I was prioritizing myself. Um and so I want to try to do that again. Um not like a resolution, but an intention for myself. And I just started. <laughs> so I'm just like I don't I don't need to wait until January to start that. I can start taking care of myself now. But it's always snowy here, and I really love um, doing it, doing yoga in the park. I was about to say doing it in the park, <laughs> um, but doing yoga in the park. But of course, it's snowy. But I was like, you know, that's not gonna stop me. So um, I triple layered up some <laughs> some yoga tights and socks, and took two mats out, and just did like a twelve minute because it was cold <laughs> yoga routine. In the snow. And it actually felt amazing. Like, that's something that I can, like, say that I did. I did yoga in the snow, you know? (laughs) It just, I don't know. It made me feel good. So, um, in thinking about that, hit me up and let me know what things y'all do to celebrate or to recreate this time. Kind of put a queer spin on it. Um, I hear a lot of queer folks celebrate Kwanzaa as kind of like a pushback. Uh, to, because it's more inclusive, it's not a, a religious holiday, and like you can bring in folks who ain't, you know, blood relatives. It's more like a kinship type of celebration. Um, but lately, I've been feeling kind of iffy about Kwanzaa, and it's like, do I really want to say this on the podcast where it's gonna be on record in public? But um, <laughs> I have felt that it's kind of like. Um, Hotepi and One Nodi, um, as far as blackness, very centered in, um, black patriarchy, um, and, you know, stuff like that. So, I'm trying to look and read more. If y'all have any links to send me, please do, um, about the way it's celebrated in a more queer way. But all of the Kwanzaa things that I've been to have been really, like, patriarchal, black patriarchy and... Hella, hella hotepi. And I'm just not, not down with it. Um, so, Black Tumblr, let me know. Uh, if y'all know any other readings or videos or stuff I can look at to see more inclusive ways to do it that affirm, you know, my black womanhood, my black gayness, my black queerness, you know. At Syracuse, we have a LGBT resource center on campus, and um, every December they have a holiday party, and I really like the holiday one because the cake there is always bomb. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is a good ass cake every year. I've been here three years, and it has never let me down. Um, but also because people come together, and and it's queer as fuck, it's gay as fuck. And just, like, 
reminisce on the year in this really positive way that always feels so good. I get the best laughs there. Um, I always catch up with my homies because during the semester, like I said, things get away from me so quickly because of the demands of my program, and I'm terrible at returning text messages. I know, y'all. For for all of my friends listening to this, I really apologize. I suck at text messaging. I'm trying to get better. Like, I really am. <laughs> I'm trying to get better. Um, but the holiday is always the place where we all catch up with each other. And it's so cute to me and so kind of, like, inspiring that I think about having those kind of spaces outside of um, resource centers or um, universities or, you know, all those kind of things. Like, we can make those spaces for ourselves. So, what would your holiday look like? Um, have you had a holiday party before? I think I'm going to have one, like, post New Year's maybe, like, after everybody gets back, that we just have a post-holiday um, where everybody gets together and debrief, because that's real too. Sometimes we just need space to recollect ourselves after being around family. A lot of us um, have to go home and return to being a different person, um, somebody that doesn't feel truly us because of the way queerness still works. So um, to all of us out there who have to do that, I'm here. Hit me up at Melanated Money on everything. Um, if you just need somebody to talk to and being around family is draining, I swear I'm around and I got you. I'm good with the with the uh, DMs and the tweets. I'm I'm not so good with the text messaging, but yeah, hit me up at Melanated Money or you can slide in the Queer Walk inbox and I'm around if you just need somebody or a reprieve from being around family. But yeah, I'm thinking about having a, a post holiday to just like rejuvenate everybody from being around family. So, yeah, that was the dashboard topic. So, I'm going to end this with a check-in in the inbox. So, that's I feel like that's always going to be my way I close the episodes because I just love the inbox. I love when y'all ask me questions. I love when y'all submit stuff. So, in the inbox, I want to give a huge uh, plug to Alasia Sierra, at Alasia Sierra on SoundCloud, um, who does New Soul Theory Radio, um, and they always submit to the inbox. Thank you so much. Um, the the Tumblr handle is Mava New M U V A N U, um, and it's New Soul Theory Alicia Sierra. Uh, they are dope as fuck. They have like the best voice for soul radio casting. <laughs> like I'm telling you, it's just smooth and puts you in that, you know, like, a seat-at-the-table mood. You know, that's how they voice is. Um, but um, I kind of hold back sometimes on, like, actually posting the, like, graphics from each episode because they're mostly dudes. But that does not take away from the radio show. Like, it's good as fuck. They had Phony People on one episode. And I love Phony People. Check their music out. And the newest episode has uh, Najee on it. So definitely check out New Soul Theory Radio. Um, I'm going to try to post a link to their SoundCloud page um, without, you know, like trying to plug... And dudes, and then especially if the dudes aren't queer, I just don't know. Um, how close do I want Queer Walk to be? Very. Um, so it makes me even think about the podcast and having guests on. I would love to do an episode with my homeboys who are queer. Because, you know, they live this struggle too. But they're also, they also don't identify as women or femmes. So um, don't don't want to like open the community to that sometimes and then also I have a lot of queer white friends um who you know would have a lot of stuff to say but I also I want to keep the community closed and I think there's enough of us out there doing dope shit to do that so yeah um I hope I didn't get away too much from that plug but yeah I'm plugging new soul theory radio uh check uh Elizer Sierra out on SoundCloud again they are dope as fuck and they are mother new on Tumblr 
yes. So thank you for that in the inbox. Um, also, I got a question. Do you have a frequently asked questions page? No, I do not. Um, and that's from Captain Marvel is my girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know what I would put on a frequently asked questions page. Uh, let's see the kind of questions I get. Um, can white people follow? That's a, that's a common question. Um, can I submit if I'm not black? Uh, that's what of color of color is not synonymous with black. If I wanted it to be a black page, I would have just put black. It's less characters, easier, all that stuff. Um, so those are like the only two questions that I get consistently. So I think it would be a pretty sad frequently asked questions page. If y'all have ideas for questions I could put on there, like maybe some quick definitions, why I chose to use the word queer, stuff like that, let me know. Um, if anything would be helpful to have on a frequently asked questions page, I'm down to put it. I also got a question from Finding Jason, and that's J-A-C-E-N. Um, she said, I hope they said that I should just use gender neutral when in doubt, right? Um, hey, where are you based? I'm also a black lesbian working on a PhD. Yes! Okay, um, hey, how you doing? Finding Jason. Um, let me know how your process is going, please, because I'm struggling. Um, I am in Syracuse. I am a doctoral student at Syracuse University. And yeah, so I'm here trying to attempt my PhD at Couple and Relational Therapy. Uh, and it's, you know, rough. I'm the only black person in my program. And I'm also the only lesbian in my program. So next semester, I'm going to be teaching the Master's Diversity course. That should be interesting. <laughs> um, and this semester, I took a diversity course where, again, I'm the only black lesbian. So that was also interesting. And by interesting, I mean incredibly awkward and painful. So, um, I'm always trying to find other black lesbians who have been through a PhD process, who are currently in a PhD process. We can hold each other through this. <laughs> um, so finding Jason, I got your back. You can do this. We can do this. Um, when you getting hooded, I'm going to be rooting you on in spirit. You're probably far. Me and Babyface joked about that before, but if you are not far, um, we could definitely have some like working meetups where we write because I'm sure you have to do a lot of writing also that's a big part of a PhD um, but yeah I am in Syracuse and if anybody knows about Syracuse it's cold 10 months out the year it snows probably nine of those months out the year so you know it's a pretty lame place to be at at times so I'm always down to uh, make new homies, especially new homies in the community. So, let's see. All right. I got an anonymous question. So, okay, I'm just going to read it. <laughs> anonymous says, this is really embarrassing, but I shaved my hoo-ha two days ago, and not, not even two hours after, there's a bump on my vulva. I'm a virgin, and I haven't fooled around, so it's not an STD. And it does look like a cyst. It's kind of painful when I move my leg, and I just want to know if you've ever experienced this. I'm not dying, am I? LOL. I also finished my period, so could be irritation from my pads as well. Please help me. Hey, Anonymous. Um, No, you're not dying. Uh, I'm a big girl, so I actually get a lot of like cysty things in my inner thighs and sometimes even on my vulva. Um, they're not STIs, STDs, um, especially if you're shaving a lot or, um, what do you call it, waxing. Um, it could be an ingrown hair. And if not, I know you said you uh, just finished your period. I get bumps usually around, why am I like touching as if you can see it? But <laughs> I, I usually get bumps around like my ovary area. So if it's in that area, like I get knots or kind of bumpy things there after my period or before. It just depends on whatever my hormones choose to do that month. 
I also get like just painful kind of lumps on the inside of my thighs or on my vulva sometimes near my period time. Uh, so that might be it for you. Yeah, I've experienced it. Um, the the thing that I do to kind of like get them to stop bothering me or to go away is wear pants so it's not like rubbing together because if I wear a dress then it's just gonna rub because my thighs touch I this this sounds hella hood or like old school but baby powder also helps because of like friction it keeps down on you know something rubbing and making it uh be painful so baby powder also helps with that and if you have time throughout the day put a hot press on it because it'll bring it to a head and it'll pop I know that sounds disgusting, but if it pops, it feels better because so, then it can just heal from there. Um, if it's a if it's an ingrown hair, I use um, this uh, sugar scrub that I make. It's um, coconut oil, um, sugar, and um, lavender. It depends on what oil, though, because sometimes I use um, peppermint. But, yeah, so I just, like, mix that together, coconut oil, sugar, and lavender, and it creates, like, an exfoliating scrub. And I do this before and after I shave. I notice that it cuts down on the bumps and just, like, rub. Just rub, 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 rub. Some people use um, sea salt for it because it's coarser, um, so it helps, like, better exfoliate. Um, yeah, and I just do that. I do it on my legs also because sometimes I get ingrown hairs like on my calves, which really hurt. Um, and so that helps with that. So I hope that answers your question and you're not dying. <laughs> um, it's really common. If anybody else out there is very cysty or has any other suggestions, I would definitely like to hear them too um, and to help out Anonymous. So thank you for submitting that question, Anonymous. Alright, so that is it. I don't have any more questions in the inbox. Um, I think everything else I just have to post. Um, you know, it's either people saying, anybody in Georgia? Anybody in D.C.? You know, so I'm just going to post those so y'all can connect with each other. And I hope everybody has a good end to this shit-ass year that was 2016 and start 2017 in a brand new bag, you know? <laughs> Don't forget to share. Please post this um, podcast if you want to support topics. Because, like I said, when I'm by myself, I don't really want to do podcasts. Because I'm like, uh, what am I going to talk about? So, you know, I hope this order got me through an episode successfully. But just let me know. Send me topics if you want me to talk about stuff. Uh, Queer Walk is my space, but it's your space. Oh, no, not my space. Hell no. Queer Queer Walk is what we create together. Follow (laughs) at Queer Walk. And if you want to support, because those $15 a month SoundCloud bills be looking really nice. (laughs) If you want to support at any time. Just hit me in the inbox and I'll send you the PayPal link. And I am checking out. Um, This might be for the last time in 2016. So, yeah. I will catch y'all in January. Deuces.